So a lot of people choose to start businesses in Texas because there is no state-level income tax. You're listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, your host, Kevin Turley. Another thing that people cite frequently is the lower level of red tape and regulation that Texas has. Texas is very much... Here we are, day three of the Mount Bonnell adventure here at uh, South by Southwest. I'm here with my other fellow Mount Bonnell adventurers, Sebastian Sorborn and Emmett Glynn. We're walking down, uh, what street is this, Sebastian? Uh, Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez, right beside the conference center. You can hear the traffic, you can hear the people. Everything is buzzing today. That's the key word right here, buzz. Emmett, tell me what you really thought about yesterday. What was the highlight for you? Yesterday we had an opportunity to meet a load of uh, Irish, uh, German, and English entrepreneurs bringing their products over to the US. And so it was really good fun to meet them, interview them, we did some filming. Check out the YouTube page, you can find all those interviews there. And it was really nice to just be part of this network and community. Yes, I agree. The, the meeting of the young entrepreneurs was quite something uh, yesterday. Um, Sebastian, you interviewed a lot of the German uh, clientele yesterday. They were, they were quite something. Yeah, I think uh, we had a good time meeting entrepreneurs from Berlin and uh, very um, clever people with sophisticated business ideas such as 3D printing of human tissue. It was incredible. I learned a lot and was really inspired and impressed. Today, it's more of the same. Um, the one thing we're learning about South by Southwest is to expect the unexpected. You just never know what's going to happen next, who you're going to meet next, or what's around the next bend. So for now, from downtown Austin, it's over and out. Hello, it's Emmett again. I'm not only looking after the microphones and cameras on this trip, but I'm also keeping an eye on the clock, as the guys have organized several sit-downs with influential figures at this week's South by Southwest Festival. Today, we've got to head over to the Hilton, where, perched on a balcony, we're sat with Ray Salter, the organizer of a festival, much the same as South by Southwest, but in New Zealand. Listen in as we learn about New Zealand, and what's involved in creating a world event like South By in Austin, Texas. I'm Ray Salter, I'm CEO of uh, Wellington X, which is a festival company that uh, we're uh, establishing in 2019, later this year. So uh, Ray, uh, we met in South by Southwest. In fact, we were sitting together and uh, listening to Malcolm Gladwell, of all people, talking about driverless cars for some reason. And, um, and uh, you let slip that um, you were going to do a South by Down Under. Yeah, we're taking some inspiration from it. Our interest is looking at the crossover between tech, film, design and music rather than necessarily them being separate streams. What we find is a lot of these professions or disciplines are quite siloed. They spend a lot of time talking to themselves or each other rather than getting inspiration across different sectors. So we're very interested in the intersection between those, do, to, those four areas. It's really the whole creative sector we're interested in. Ray, we're going to dig a bit more into that at the moment, but I'm just fascinated uh, about how the process works, that somebody starts to think that maybe they could do a South By in another place. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, when did you first come to South By Southwest? Uh, this is our third time we've been here. Uh, we came in 2014 
uh, to have a look round. Uh, we basically uh, didn't know our way around, so only really took about 20% of uh, what we could have done. Uh, we've subsequently learned we were here last year um, and mastered to a certain extent the uh, South By experience, and this year we're really um, making the most of it. Mastering the South By experience, I, I know exactly, this is my first time here, and I know exactly what that means. I feel like it's all passing me by. I feel like I'm in the river and the debris going past me and I'm not really keeping up. What about you, Sebastian? No, I mean, I, I feel exactly the same. I mean, it's kind of overwhelming. I mean, in a positive way, um, overwhelming, but so much is going on. Um, and simply the people you meet here and the conversations, you know, that you can have. There are so many that there's barely time to attend any of the events. I mean, we didn't, we didn't attend that many events uh, so far, right? But then the other, I mean, the days are full uh, from morning, you know, to evening. You, you, f you fall into bed exhausted, again, in a good way. Um, yeah, so the days are very full. And I, I know exactly what you mean. So, um, South by Down Under, or what, what is its official title, the WLGX? Uh, WLG is the uh, airport code for Wellington, and X is really the crossover between those two, two uh, four uh, separate areas. So, it'll be whatever you want to call it, but the, the vernacular, we'd say it's Welly X. Why don't you tell us a bit about the... The format, Ray, I mean, length, uh, what yep. is the size you expect, you know, how's it going to be, you know, why don't you give us some introduction to that? And, and even for our non-Antipodean uh, listeners, words, because uh, New Zealand for a lot of people is now Hobbit land, so is this all up on top of a mountain, Ray? Uh, no, uh, the city is basically like uh, Seattle or Copenhagen, it's a, it's a relatively small city, it's a harbour city. Uh, where we are going to run the festival is right on the waterfront, uh, bookended by two big venues. Uh, one is our National Museum uh, and the other one is a, is a conference facility and so we'll have uh, around uh, 10 venues and uh, the, the, our plan is uh, uh, quite different to South By uh, in that um, we're going to have basically a pub crawl which Irish will know all about uh, as the starting event and we'll break up our, uh, our participants into small groups and we'll crawl around uh, the craft beer pubs around Wellington. So that's our opening uh, event. And then we will have three days of, during the day, it's going to be about the business of and innovation and new components uh, across those festival ingredients. And then at night time, we will have a film and a music uh, uh, experience and that moves into different parts of the city. So we want to get the whole city engaged. We're small enough for that, whereas here parts of Austin don't even know that South By's on. You're absolutely right, Ray. It's a tale of two cities here, really, isn't it? I mean, you've got you've got a really huge kind of Sixth Street and downtown, part of downtown, which is buzzing with a festival vibe. And we were a few blocks north of here, and uh, Sebastian turned to me and said, this is so quiet, and it is. It's like a Monday anywhere across the world. How much support are you getting from the, uh, the good people who run places like Wellington? Uh, there's an economic development agency in Wellington and they are a very strong supporter of us and uh, they're one of our cornerstone stakeholders for, for the festival. How many people are you hoping to attract? Uh, we're looking for around 3,000 altogether and so that's uh, about as much as we think we can handle in year one. 
Uh, again, we don't have one really large venue, so the design and structuring of the festival is multi-venue and people moving between venues. It, that's one of the reasons why we're attracted to looking at South By. And, um, I mean, this sounds like a very complicated logistical enterprise. Have you organized similar events before yourself? Tell us a bit about your personal background. Uh, well, my partner and I are, uh, are running this festival. Uh, she has 20 years experience and runs an event agency. So she has done things like uh, Lord of the Rings premieres, uh, King Kong premieres, big huge public events, uh, right through to high growth firm uh, uh, conferences. Uh, my background is tourism, so I've been looking at basically what's the accommodation framework, how can we get the uh, airlines involved, and, and a broader picture as well as running organisations, so my role's more managerial. Sounds really interesting. And, and talking about, you know, a lot of the rings and the Hobbit and these things, um, you told me that the companies that were involved in these films, they are also part of the event or helping out with the event, right? Uh, that's correct. One of the uh, family of uh, companies that uh, made all the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit films, uh, Weta Digital, uh, they are uh, one of our partners as well. And so we will have a big component of that, that digital uh, and technical input as well as the film side. And, you know, we're looking to companies like Magic Leap and some of the newer companies also to be involved. Ray, what sort of, um, I mean, how are you going to market this internationally? I, I get it that New Zealand's going to be very excited about this, but how are you going to compete with all the other festivals out there? Uh, well, we've got one advantage. New Zealand's a very aspirational destination for people to come to. Uh, but our goal is not to uh, try and conquer the world in uh, one year or five years. So our first priority is New Zealand. Uh, second is um, Australia, New Zealand. And third then is the Pacific Rim. Uh, we would love to have lots of Europeans come, uh, but uh, that's, a, that's a way off for us. And who have you got lined up? I know it's happening in September this year, if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, who, who, who's your sort of keynote speakers that you've got lined up? We've got half a dozen. A couple to mention would be Noni Della Pena, uh, and she's the godmother of VR. Uh, we've got Mark Moore from Uber Elevate, so we're going to have a bit of a conversation about flying taxis. Uh, and so people like that, we're talking to probably half a dozen others uh, out of the US, but we're also very keen to get some European contributors, otherwise it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit bilateral rather than multilateral. So, Sebastian, you fancy that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Sure, I need to think about what I would be able to talk to, to a New Zealand audience, you know, but yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I, I presume a New Zealand audience is like a South Bay audience. I mean, it's, it's, you're going to have curious minds, you're going to have intellectuals, you're going to have people that are at the cutting edge and open to new possibilities. Uh, absolutely. There's 60 New Zealanders here at South Bay. Uh, having a look around and really sort of learning or actually assessing where technology's at here. Uh, I don't think as a country we're behind in any particular area. Uh, if you take space, for example, Rocket Lab is already putting CubeSats uh, into space from New Zealand. Uh, there's other companies that are at the leading edge or possibly the bleeding edge. And then there's others that, uh, that we're really keen to, to learn from as well.
I, talk, talking of being at the leading edge, I wish your rugby team wasn't so much at the leading edge. I wish you'd give Ireland half a chance. So um, when does the campaign start to really sort of market this and really put it out there that this is happening? Well, we're in the process of opening for submissions and contributions and proposals to speak, and we'll be really ramping it up in about two months' time, and then we're really into it. What has the, been the thing this year at South Bay that you've really kind of noticed and learned from? I think the big thing that we've noticed this time, uh, well, there's really two things. One is the continued uh, concern around the sort of social environment that technology operates within. And, for example, things like data security, um, the influence of GDPR uh, starting to creep into the United States and go global. I think the other thing that uh, I've noticed this time in particular is... Uh, AI is becoming ubiquitous and embedded in applications much more and becoming far more sophisticated software packages or applications. Would you agree with that, Sebastian? I would agree with that and I would be interested, I mean, coming, you know, from Europe, for us, GDPR has been a somewhat, when I look at ourselves and our clients, painful process. But I would be interested uh, to know from Ray uh, if that's a similar concern or if there have been similar initiatives in, a, in New Zealand. Uh, they haven't yet, but of course uh, some of our companies have uh, Europeans on their databases and so there has been sort of a, a proto-application of GDPR for, for a number of uh, users, uh, but we haven't had into New Zealand a legislative uh, requirement in the same way as GDPR. I mean, yeah, I can see that this is certainly, uh, you know, um, spreading through the rest of the world. I mean, this is, there, there's a strong community in the U.S., mainly in California, I believe, um, to start similar initiatives um, in the U.S. and then I'm sure also um, in New Zealand. Uh, one other question raised. So our audience is predominantly from Europe. Um, so why do you think a European entrepreneur should um, consider attending your festival? Well, there's things like AgriTech, where we're vitally interested in where the leading edge is and what's happening in terms of innovation. Uh, tourism's our biggest export earner, but then in aggregate, um, agriculture is our largest export earner. So uh, we're investing heavily in that. And so there's plenty of opportunity uh, for shared learning and interchange between Europe and, uh, and New Zealand in particular. I think the other side of it is what we've observed historically is that we're a good test market for, for innovation and application. Uh, we're uh, an early adopter of many things and we're a small, fairly homogeneous market. So people can and have tested uh, applications and technologies in New Zealand. Hi. You're listening to Move Your Business to the United States. Just a quick word from our sponsors, Mount Bonnell Advisors. The people there have been advising clients on moving stateside for years. For all your needs, both business and practical, head over to mountbonnell.com to find out more. Thanks for listening. Ray, as you know, this uh, podcast is all about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurialism. Um, what's the state of things in New Zealand that currently? Well, what we're seeing is, uh, I think like many, many places in the world, quite a bit of cash flowing into, into this area. Uh, the other side of it, which we're less happy about, is uh, sales of, uh, of companies uh, to, to offshore owners. And we only have a few, really, that have gone global. And so it's really how you build 
companies and retain those companies in your uh, in your jurisdiction rather than than being sold off to one of the sort of mega com companies. I suppose as well you have an element of uh, what, what a lot of countries, uh, smaller countries have, which is brain drain essentially. Uh, California or parts of Europe are maybe attracting top talent from New Zealand, would you say? Oh, I think the flow is two-way, to be honest. Uh, we're getting quite a few people coming in and we also obviously get people going out. Uh, it's capital flow that uh, is probably the one-way thing that we, uh, we experience uh, and we need more capital coming in. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. I, as far as I know, New Zealand is uh, fairly open and welcoming to new entrepreneurs. It's also a lot easier to get a visa than, say, for example, in the United States or uh, in, even in, even in the UK. Um, I think if I'm right, if you have the necessary qualifications and you know are ready to set up a business. Um, I think definitely there's support from the government in New Zealand. Would you say that? Uh, well, our visa system is, is very open and it's accessible for entrepreneurs. We're having very high net migration inwards and have done for the last five or six years. Um, well, where is that coming from, Ray? Principally? Uh, principally, it's coming from China and India, but traditionally, and that's a big uh, growth area for us, uh, but historically there's a very strong base of Australia and Europe uh, uh, people coming in from those um, those places. Do you think in some ways that the whole digital revolution has um, leveled the playing field for places like New Zealand? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, the tyranny of distance still exists. Uh, but for example, I work in four countries at the present time, and one of those is Iceland, for example. Wow. So I'm sitting in New Zealand and I'm working in Iceland, or well, for an Icelandic company. So. Which, just to give our listeners, I mean, roughly how far is that away in terms of flight? Uh, the quickest way you can get there takes uh, uh, 20 hours of flying, and um, if you miss your connection, another day, but uh, otherwise about three hours on in LA or San Francisco. <laughs> but yet you can work in Iceland. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, actually... In the sense that the internet has made this possible, no? Actually, it works quite well because uh, there's a 12-hour time difference. So at a 10 a.m. meeting in Reykjavik, I'm at 10 p.m. And so we can actually work a 24-hour clock. And I've actually done that for a number of assignments in the past. That's incredible. There's, that's sort of happening in Europe a bit, isn't it, uh, Sebastian? You're, you're tra transatlantic, international. I think you're a 24-hour man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes I wish I wouldn't. Yeah, but I know that's the reality. So, I mean, I work myself with um, freelancers in Australia. New Zealand, you know, India, um, South America. So it's it's important, you know, to talk when you work um, sort of remotely. And um, I totally see what you mean. But I think, uh, you know, it's it's possible. Um, it's possible. The technology made it possible. And in a way, it's it's a much more efficient way um, of working than, you know, um, sometimes in just sitting together in an office and doing nothing. Absolutely. Now, um, Ray, you're at South By, the biggest festival in the world. Um, what's been the highlight so far for you? Uh, for me, other than M Malcolm Gladwell owning a BMW M5, uh, which I'm sure the Germans are happy about, uh, uh, Amy Webb's uh, future look of technology uh, has probably been the most comprehensive presentation, but also has depth. Uh, the other one... Um, was one looking at um, AI in the marketing space wow. and some of that which is 
partly good and partly bad is, is some of the concerns around influences and the fake or the market for fake influence, which they estimate is 25% of the marketplace. So if you're spending marketing dollars, which I advise on, and 25% of it is criminal, then you've got an issue. Now, you're heading back, I think, uh, tomorrow, uh, or no, sorry, Wednesday, isn't it, to New Zealand. Um, what would you say is uh, South by 2019 in comparison with the former years? Is this getting better? Is it just getting bigger? Um, how's, it, how's it shaping out as, in terms of an organisation, in terms of a festival? Uh, it's definitely getting bigger uh, because uh, getting into a room is becoming trickier. And, uh, for example, we've seen from the first time we went where there was no sort of primary and secondary queues and now this time there's express passes so they're trying to manage the flows of people more. Uh, it seems a little bit less concentrated this time. Um, in previous years it's been very much around the convention centre um, but now it's a bit more diffused. Uh, in terms of content, uh, we just think that it's going to continue to evolve as the whole of the sector evolves really. We'll come back next year and it'll be no doubt, 25% completely new and 75% of it will probably be fairly familiar. I mean, one of the attractive qualities of what you're describing New Zealand is a kind of back to basics, something that's much smaller and perhaps more intimate and uh, you can get to know most of the people there, perhaps? Uh, well, we've got sort of two degrees of separation. Um, you may have five or six. So, yes, that is the case, but we're actually wanting to uh, bring ideas to New Zealand rather than us being envoys out to uh, find information. We want to get exposure for everybody about common knowledge as really our goal, but uh, we don't have an aspiration to get beyond a fit-for-purpose size, really. Okay. Now, you're, you're actively looking for speakers, I mean, obviously you're looking for people to go to it, um, but you're actively looking for some speakers or some panel representatives? Yeah, absolutely. We're very interested in, in uh, tech and design, and particularly the interface between those two, and then there's the whole flow between uh, uh, music and film and the tech applications. So it's really, if, if people have got skill sets that cross over or applications that cross disciplines, those are the people we're really interested to talk about, to talk to. And if they've got a fascinating story, all the better. And so how could potential speakers um, and attendees find out more about the festival? Uh, they just need to go onto our website, uh, wlg-x.com, and you'll see uh, the festival evolve on that site. Ray, it's been a real pleasure meeting you, and uh, coming from so far, I think you must win the award. Have you come the furthest, do you think, from the whole south by southwest? Uh, well, actually, it's a one-hour flight to Auckland for us, and then a 14-hour flight to Houston, so it's actually very easy for us to get here, but um, yes, it is a long way. Listen, it's been great meeting you. Thanks very much for taking part. Next time on Move Your Business to the United States. Day four. Uh March 12th, 2019, uh, South by Southwest. With our driver here, Mason. Mason, what's the traffic like today? Busy. Busy, yeah. You've been listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, Kevin Turley. And for this short feature on South by Southwest, you're also joined by me, Emmett Glynn. To find out more, go to mindpanel.com. And remember, dream big, dream America.